0: Thank you for calling Minute 24. Please listen to the full menu as the following options have changed. To select a guest to come on the podcast, press 1 now. To email the title of a movie you've never seen to the guest, press 2 now. To make wild guesses about the movie, press 3 now. To watch Minute 24 to Minute 30 of the movie, press 4 now. To make more wild guesses, press 5 now. To have the movie spoiled for you, please stay on the line. Starting. Hi everyone, welcome back to Minute Twenty Four, a podcast with a movie phone intro. How are you doing today, Jules?
1: I'm doing good. good. Doing well. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm Melissa Darch. I'm your host. Jules Ford is my guest extraordinaire today.
1: Ooh, extraordinaire.
0: I never say that. I only said that for you. Oh. Um. How you're chilling today? You're yeah. excited for this, I'm guessing.
1: Uh, very excited. Good. Yeah. Gonna be talking about one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: That I've never seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um. I'm a little nervous about it because um, I feel like, I feel like this for a bunch of movies that I end up having to watch, but I feel like Dazed and Confused is like a movie that's very important to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that every so often people are really like hurt that I haven't <laughs> seen it.
1: <laughs> or offended. Like,
0: what? yeah, How have you How not?
1: How dare you?
0: Um, And also there's a donut shop in Chicago, which is where I'm from called glazed and infused you know about it
1: uh i don't but as soon as you said donut shop my mind automatically went to glazed and, yes. and, something. and something so yeah
0: yeah it's glazed and infused and every time i walk past i'm like oh i get it like i get the pun
1: sure yeah well i mean it's also a led zeppelin song yes which i hope a that's not too, spoiler- to. <laughs> too spoilery <laughs> no no
0: i unless this movie is somehow based off that song i don't think you've ruined anything okay oh god it's based off the song I'm, I, I'm
1: not allowed to say anything yet. So You're not. Uh, I'm going to be very coy about it.
0: Um, I didn't give you this warning and I should have. Okay. And the warning is that for some reason I do this thing where I, even though I have already told you not to spoil anything for me, I'm still going to like ask a question and stare at you expecting an answer. Sure. And just don't fall for it. Okay. Um, I've been doing this podcast for about eight months. I can't, Break the habit. So I'm has, just gonna keep Has doing anybody it.
1: ever like accidentally? Of course, all stuff the time, no.
0: and yeah. I and then I'm like, don't tell me anything, and they're like, you were staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say something. Um, so I'll try not to do it, but um, I mean, eight months of practice says I probably will. Sure. So um, I'm gonna answer some questions about it. Okay. Um, what do I know about this movie going into it? I know it's about college kids. I feel very confident it's about smoking weed, and I also think it's about baseball and I just can't shake that feeling. I think I've said that to like four or five people and I don't remember their responses because I think they've probably said no and I like can't shake the idea that it's about baseball. Um, Also a movie came out recently in the last like year or two that we were watching the trailer for and my boyfriend was like that's basically just they just remade Dazed and Confused but with and then something. I don't remember what the something was. And that movie was about a baseball team. So maybe he said, it's just days and confused, but with baseball. And I've put the two together in my mind. I don't know. I'm just very convinced baseball's a part of it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Famous lines or scenes you think come from this movie. I'm like certain that there's some cool sentence that a lot of people in my life say that i just don't know is from this movie like one of those like mantra things like um sometimes you just gotta be you know what i mean like there's a <laughs> phrase like that from this movie that people are like sure like bring up in in conversation and people in the know are like haha yeah and i'm just like oh that's a person saying a cool sentence and i just have to keep living my life um, that's my guess people okay. you think are in this movie no clue I feel like it's a bunch mm. of guys I know wow. I'm oh, telling you out. I oof, don't know oof. a lot Okay. I think it's a bunch of guys who <laughs> look like Owen Wilson <laughs> like the shaggy hair like cute but not like Okay. not like I mean I'm sure someone's got a poster of Owen Wilson in their bedroom but like not like probably yeah. known I mean, for their looks or whatever um, genre of the movie coming of age slash sports slash stoners I think it's all three together. (laughs) Um, Why haven't you seen this movie? I don't know if it's the home I grew up in or just how I grew up, but I just, like, had absolutely no interest in, like, stoner culture whatsoever, like, at all. Like, at some point in time during this podcast, I watched Half Half Baked for the first time. And I said the same thing as, like, I just don't. I just had no interest in it whatsoever. I was like, that's not for me. All those people aren't for me. Like, this is just something I will never enjoy or find any joy in at all. And, um, I'm wrong. They're great. I don't know. Half baked was fun and funny. Like, I'm sure this will be fun. Um, I also feel like I think it, like in my young brain, I was like, Oh, it's a stoner movie. So it's just going to be dudes smoking weed and saying weird sentences for two and a half hours. But like, at least in half baked there's like depth and people learn lessons and like in my little brain when i was younger that wasn't a possibility (laughs) so now i'm sure there's something in this movie that i'll really like maybe it's baseball maybe it's not but i don't know okay i know i have a lot of i want to respond to so much of this (laughs) um why don't you show me the movie poster sure all right okay they're definitely stoners a woman's in it i honestly this could have been a movie with no women in it whatsoever it's i'm gonna lean in so i can see because
1: i move the poster up half an inch which <laughs> does nothing
0: okay don't get upset but i still don't truly know who's in this this could also be two women and then oh, wow. two men it could or it could not be I, I, I
1: could i could see that can i tell I you no know. can yes. i tell you who's in it
0: yes tell me who's in it tell uh, me these four people who's,
1: okay so one of these people is pretty famous now okay uh the one actual definite woman in that uh yes. well it, it's only one definite woman uh <laughs> is uh mila jovovich uh from resident evil and okay. uh, fifth element yeah
0: yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, two movies i haven't seen but
1: What? Is is resident uh, okay. evil a video game uh, it is, yeah. Well, that, came that first? one Uh the video game. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those classic '90s like movies based off a of video game that was a really bad movie. Sure. Um, directed by the guy who also did Mortal Kombat.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so like he kind of got into. It was just a, his
0: genre. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's just uh, video game av- adaptations that were pretty shitty. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, she's she's pretty famous. Uh, Rory Cochran, uh, He's. He uh he's he's had a he's had a fairly long career, okay. I guess. Uh and then do you know of Jeremy or Jason London?
0: Yeah, vaguely. Like okay. I know that name. <laughs>
1: they were like they were two guys uh or I guess they were brothers uh who were both fairly famous in the 90s but they looked I mean they're brothers, so they yes. look very similar to each other. So I never like I've seen this movie uh several dozen times you
0: don't know which one and it i is. don't know which one it is
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's either i i'm pretty sure it's jeremy london but i'm like not 100% it could positive be either. uh and then the guy on the end uh he's a big character in this movie but he never like he never did a lot of stuff uh after the movie
0: was he in brink
1: N- not maybe he looks like the of.
0: mean guy in brink
1: uh, I think his name on is on Jensen uh, I don't know. Could still be him. The the thing is though, like uh, one of the things this movie, I I don't know if I can say this is no, famous for. Go ahead. Is is its cast because it featured oh. a lot of like a lot of uh, young people who are who are really big now, like Ben Affleck's in it, Matthew
0: McConaughey's. Weird. In it. Uh, oh wait. Okay. <laughs> Is this the movie where Matthew McConaughey's? You can answer this. Yes Okay. Or no. Is this the movie where Matthew McConaughey's like, "All right, all right, all right"?
1: It is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this was his first movie. Like, okay. This yes. is like he was. Uh, I was in doing the research for this. Uh, I found out that like he basically got this movie because he introduced himself to the casting director in a bar one night and then they got drunk together and they were like hey you want to be in you want to be in this movie that I'm casting and he was like all right all right all right and like the rest is history and now yes.
0: he's still that feminist. guy yeah um interesting it so, also yeah. says something about it was the last day of school in 1976 a time they'd never forget if only they could remember so i'm guessing it does it just says school but i'm guessing high school based on how the genre of these movies usually are i feel like it's usually the last day of high school okay um and now i feel like have you ever seen the movie american graffiti yes okay i feel like this is almost like a new american graffiti in a weird way because i feel like they're gonna be like a gang of kids that are hanging out and getting into trouble and also i think that scene where matthew McConaughey, say matthew McConaughey says all right all right all right he's like in a car and watches a woman walk past, and it's like some sort of like, you know, it's like a soda shop or like a drive-in movie or something where it's like you go to this place and you maybe stay in your car, and that's what made me think of American Graffiti. Okay. I've also never seen American Graffiti, so oh. maybe something crazy happens in that movie that is way removed.
1: Can I can I spoil American Graffiti for you? <laughs> or Does is something that something crazy happen? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I've actually someone? I've I've only seen American Graffiti once, and okay. I didn't. Love it. So it was not one of those movies where I was like, Oh, I need to go watch this again. Right. Um, so I don't really remember But you know you know what I'm talking about. There's
0: like that American graffiti like soda shop that's like famous. Without
1: giving too much away, this movie has been compared to American (gasps) Graffiti. So I just
0: saw the poster and I knew that.
1: Ah, There you go.
0: How weird. Okay, let's watch six minutes and then I'll have real guesses about what happens. Cool. And we're gonna take a pause. Oh, for everyone at home, sorry, we're not, ta- we're not pausing yet. No one edit. For everyone at home, we're going to watch from minute 24 and zero seconds until minute 30 and zero seconds. And Jules has already made a face indicating that that scene is probably weird. <laughs> so my guesses for this movie may be totally off, but those are the minutes we're going to watch and you can play along at home. And now we'll take a pause. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is just briefly recap what we saw in sure. case someone missed it. Um, You're right. I've seen, like, every single one of these people in another movie or television show at some point in time. Yeah. Especially that boy in the gray shirt. I think it's the London gentleman you were talking about. Yeah. Um, Him or his
1: brother have been in a ton of stuff.
0: Yes, definitely. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from everything. Um, Same as those... So it starts in, um, like, maybe a parking lot area of something, and there's a bunch of girls with, like flour and mustard and ketchup on them Mm -hmm. some sort of hazing ritual so i think it might be i'm still going to high school though because that kid's living with his parents and everyone seems like cool to go hang out at like a parent's house so i still think it's high school but that feels more college. they have like a paddle like one guy got like a paddle like a frat paddle right um but it's probably just because they're all involved in baseball so maybe it's like a like the seniors are hazing the freshmen for the baseball team I still think it's a hundred percent about baseball <laughs> which was maybe a little bit confirmed towards the end um Just a little <laughs> but that blonde guy with the big glasses i've seen in ten thousand things also
1: uh yeah uh oh god
0: which he's always uh, Anthony like the sidekick Rapp, yes i want to say yeah. Rapp. yeah oh he's in rent yeah yeah exactly. he's always like the sidekick who's like a little too sensitive. So girls don't like him at first. And then someone ends up liking him. Yeah. Um, so him and then another gentleman I've seen in a million movies, Adam
1: Goldberg, probably. I yeah.
0: Um, they're talking and they're like being nice to this young freshman who's getting, um, hazed and they're like, you don't have to go along with it. No, that's not him. Nope. Not him. <laughs> um, no, that's not right. Nope. Um, And there's maybe something in between Anthony Rapp and that freshman, and then the freshmen get in the back of a pickup truck, and the senior girls drive the pickup truck through a...
1: It is him. It's just just their multiple Adam Adam Goldbergs. Goldbergs. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, No, you're fine. Um, they drive them through a car wash with them Mm -hmm. just in the back, which feels illegal. Like, not just, like, (laughs) hazing. It feels, like, illegal.
1: The 70s were a different time. Uh, Apparently.
0: Um... And then we cut to some like, like more jockey-looking stoners. They get the frat paddle. They're hanging out in the back seat of something, and um, they're like, "Blah blah blah. It's your last night. It's your big party." And one guy gives some other guy some sort of drugs. Um, maybe cocaine. It's maybe not. If it is cocaine, it seems like a lot. Like, it seemed like a large amount of cocaine for the size of bag it was was in.
1: It was green cocaine, yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) Very weird. Um, And then we go to um, the house where the party's going to be. Like, clearly, Mm -hmm. this centers around a party. And um, the parents have caught him and are like, we're not leaving for the weekend, but I think the wife's going to convince the husband to leave anyways. Okay. Um, Or a bunch of kids are just going to start showing up and the whole movie is going to be two adults turning away a bunch of kids. (laughs) Which could be very depressing. (laughs) Um, And then at the very end, to confirm my suspicions, some of the stoners are hanging out watching a baseball game. Yeah, Um, Which I'm sure one of their friends is on and they're like, dude, you're always so straight-laced. Tonight's you gotta cut loose. That's how I feel. Um, Who's the main protagonist? It's hard. It feels like the London fellow... We'll be in a lot of scenes. Like he was on the poster, and then we saw him. I think he was in the back of that pickup truck getting cocaine, and then we saw him at the house.
1: Oh, that's what you thought the cocaine was. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Is it cocaine?
1: Uh, maybe
0: it's a bag I, of white powder, is what's handed <laughs> to him. But it's like a lot of it, so maybe it's like you needed a cup of sugar here because it's like a lot for the size bag that it's in. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. We'll find out later, I guess. Um, I think, so I think I'm going to go with Jeremy London's the main protagonist. So I think it's sort of an ensemble cast. I think he's just going to be in a lot of the scenes and he's going to have his own plot. Certainly. Um, who's the main antagonist dude, society, people that just (laughs) don't want you to have fun, but also awkwardness. I think in a lot of these things, whatever someone's trying to, if it's, it's a party at the end of a high school Movie. So there's some dude trying to lose his virginity. There's some dude who's going to break up with his girlfriend of a long time before college. There's a bunch of girls who are like, I'm just going to fucking live my life tonight. I've gotten all straight A's. That's that movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's like everyone's sure. got something. And, and the thing that's stopping them is sort of the awkwardness in themselves that like won't let them do the thing they want to do because they're too nervous or they don't want to hurt someone's feelings or they aren't used to acting out this way and so they don't really know how to do it so that's who i think the antagonist is um what was happening to the protagonist before this scene i think um here's the movie i'm deciding i think jeremy london just found out um he got into college. jason london (laughs) jason (laughs) (laughs) In my movie, Jeremy London's there, too. <laughs> okay. Um, Jason London just found out that he got into college, but his parents are like, we can't pay for it, and neither can you. So you've got to take a year off and work. Because also in the 70s, you could work for a year and then pay for college for four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you've got to take a year off and work, and you've got to like do one of those weird manual labor jobs that they let kids do. Like You've got to tar a bunch of garages. Uh, no, not Garages driveways. Right. It would be really weird to tar a garage. You've got to tar a bunch of driveways or like, you've got to like shovel, you know, like distribute rocks to people. You know what I mean? Like a weird manual labor job. Um, and he's really bummed. He wanted to go to college. All his friends are going to go to college. Um, because also back then there were no like standards, like just everyone could go to college Right. in my head. Um, so he's really bummed about that. And then he sees his friends and he's like, just for tonight, I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to like chill and not worry about it and just have a good time. And so he's got this mindset of like, even when people are bringing up college, even when people are bringing up moving on with their life, even when people are bringing up like having a girlfriend or loving someone or whatever. And he's got none of that. He's like, my goal is to just have a good time tonight. That's what this whole party is about for me. Um, what will happen to him in the future? He's going to just like party, uh, not party hop, but like social butterfly, like group hop the whole night. Cause he'll be in a group and having a good time. And then someone will do something that's like, let's all talk about where our dorms are or something like that. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm <laughs> going to go grab a beer. And he'll like leave. Cause he doesn't want to be in that conversation and go to a new group. And then we get to find out the story that's happening in that group of whatever thing. And then they'll bring up you know, moving on with their life. And he'll be like, all right, peace, man. I'm moving. I'm going to this next group. Cause he can't go to college. So he's decided he wants to stay in high school. You know what I mean? He doesn't want that weird in between things. So he's like, I just want to focus on now. And everyone keeps trying to talk about the future. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I think I'm making this movie a lot more like deep than it is, <laughs> but who knows? Um, a scene that probably happens in the movie. Um, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck start playing basketball outside and all these girls come out to watch them and they like have to, it's, it's for some reason it's skins versus skins. (laughs) Like no one's wearing a shirt during this game and all the women are like watching and then halfway through Jason London. Yeah. Okay. Halfway through Jason London comes out and is like, what are you guys doing? None of you have played basketball correctly for the past ten minutes, and you find out they've just been like double dribbling and like scoring on their own baskets. They've just been doing it to look good for the girls that's a scene I think probably happened
1: <laughs> so the the hypothetical girls in this scene also know nothing Don't about care. basketball yeah they're just
0: watching men with no shirts on move. A scene that would be fucking awesome that happens. it would be really cool if um the guy that was delivering kegs brings his date to this party and they're like hmm. at the party hanging out and the date the whole time is like really uncomfortable that this guy wants to hang out with teenagers and he's like half my job is delir- delivering beer to teenagers i might as well enjoy it and then she's like i think you're a pedophile and then she calls the cops on him and then chris hansen shows up and is like i need you to take a seat
1: a very young chris hansen <laughs> <laughs> a
0: 10 year old chris hansen shows up and is like i need you to take a seat and then um they catch a pedophile in the middle of the movie it would be really cool though if somehow in the middle of the movie they solved a crime like as mm. a side plot do you know what i mean like yeah, they found yeah, a dead sure. body and like everyone else is like enjoying the party and like it keeps cutting back to like these two people that are like we've got to do something and they solve sure, yeah. a murder somehow that'd be really cool um what's the moral of the movie the moral of the movie is the future's going to come no matter what man Whether you want it to be there or not, whether you're planning for it or whether you're just living your life, the future's coming no matter what, so you might as well enjoy what's happening now and look ahead to the future, and it's going to happen no matter what. You can't stay stuck in one place forever. And when they wrote that tagline for the movie, they put man in there a bunch more than I did. (laughs) Um, How does the movie end? The movie ends the next morning after the party's over and everyone's sort of waking up and doing that thing where they realize, like, You know, like, the morning sun's coming up, and they (coughs) look at, like, the person they're laying next to, and they're like, oh, God, what happened? And, like, someone wakes up, and they have, like, loser written across their chest in permanent marker, and they're like, where did, how did I, what am I doing with my life? And everyone's having that, like, coming to Jesus moment, like, Mm -hmm. in, you know, in movies when they wake up after a party, and it's just, um, the guy who brought the kegs, and he's just walking around, like, cleaning up the party, and it's like, good morning, (laughs) I made eggs. (laughs) What's my guess. Um, what's the last line of the movie? The last line of the movie is um, Matthew McConaughey, and he's hanging out, and Jason London's like, hey, man, how'd you spend the last three years of your life? Like, you didn't go to college, and you're just chilling. How'd you spend the last three years of your life? And he goes, spent the whole thing dazed and confused, and he looks right at the camera. <laughs> And why is this the title of the movie? Because as much as I said, everyone's like realizing stuff about their life. This party is just going to be a wild party and everyone's going to sort of forget about it because they're kids. And during that time in your life, when you're a kid, you don't really know what's happening. Even when you feel like you have a handle on a situation, you don't know what's happening. And everyone ends up being dazed and confused. Okay, Jules, tell me about your favorite movie.
1: Okay, so you're actually... Uh, pretty spot on for a lot of that. There, there there's some stuff where you're way off.
0: Okay. Yeah. That kid guy does uh, not go to the party. (laughs)
1: Unfortunately not though. When you were saying that, I was like, oh, that would have made a great scene (laughs) if he just like popped in. Um... Uh, yeah, oh, I should have been, like, taking notes on what you were saying so yeah. I could, like, counter uh, each point. Because there was so much that you were saying where I was just like, oh, shit, yeah, she she's right. Yeah. What? Um, so, uh, <laughs> the, the thing you were saying about, um, uh the parents do end up leaving or not yeah. leaving. No, they end up staying. Oh um, yeah. So they end up staying. The party gets canceled. So a lot of the movie after that is about, uh, trying to, to resuscitate the night, trying yes. to, to keep yeah, the yeah. night alive because basically it's, um, <clears throat> this, the whole movie takes place within 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, the last day of school as the juniors are going into the, or graduating from being juniors sure. and becoming seniors. Uh, and the, um, the middle schoolers are graduating from middle school and becoming freshmen. Okay. So that's the kind of initiation ritual that's, that's happening. Like yeah. the girls go through the kind of humiliation of the parking lot thing. And then the guys uh, get beaten with paddles Great, uh, fun. because that's Texas in the 70s. Sure. Oh, it's um, in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Richard Linkletter, like, so many of his kind of personal stories take place uh, like in and around Austin, Texas. Is um, he from
0: Austin, Texas or did you just choose it?
1: Uh I know he like went to school at like University of Texas. Okay. I think he's like from around that general area. Yeah. But I don't know if he's like from Austin, Austin. Um yeah. but anyway, uh <laughs> back to the original point yeah, I was sorry. getting to. No, 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 it's okay. I was the one uh tangent tangenting? That's yes. not a is that a thing? It is now. Alright, cool. Um so yeah. Uh, the parents do end up staying, um, and there is like it's it's not uh, a like big part of the plot, but there's kind of a runner throughout the rest of the movie yeah. where people are showing up at the parents' house, like trying to get into the party, and then it's just like, ah, oh shit, never mind. Yeah. Um, so like that does come back, but uh, that's so sad. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the kind of interesting things about that six minutes. Uh, and kind of the movie in general is that like it it's such a like kind of sprawling cast yeah uh, that like there are main characters that you don't see at all in that like six minute oh. uh chunk uh, like Jason London's character uh Randall Floyd is the protagonist you did get okay, that right cool um so that was that was good and his like his his kind of motivation and his arc you you somewhat kind of got that right yeah there's there's not really anything about college going on um it's basically what's happening is uh he's the star football quarterback like okay yeah um and like the the football program has instituted this new policy going into the next year uh for all their players to uh, abstain from drugs and alcohol and and sex and all the fun things in life you know uh, and he's just like, nah, fuck that, man. I'm not going to do that. Uh, and actually, the, the bag of cocaine that you saw yes, uh, was was a pledge. Like it's, it was like a written pledge that the the football department handed out, and they're supposed to sign it and oh. give it back. And the thing that he handed him, like earlier in the movie, he'd crumpled it up and thrown it away like it was a oh, football. Okay. And then one of his football buddies grabbed it and was like, nah, man, sign this. Yes. Just fucking lie to him right. and play football with us. Uh, because you're a good quarterback and you're our friend, and yeah. you know we don't want this, you know, camaraderie to end.
0: So is he a junior and a rising senior? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see.
1: <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's there's basically two uh, two casts in uh, in the whole thing. There's the the juniors that are are ascending to to being seniors, and then there's the the middle schoolers who are ascending to be freshmen.
0: Really? Yeah. The middle schoolers are a part of this cast? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see any of that.
1: Uh, you kind of did. The The girls that were getting picked on in the... Are
0: middle schoolers?
1: They're supposed to be. Yeah, they're going from like eighth grade to ninth grade.
0: And that guy with the glasses is a junior and he's like, I want to date this eighth grader? Yeah. Great.
1: Yeah. The I 70s were a different it. time. I don't The 70s like were a different time. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be my excuse for so for much everything. of this movie. <laughs> Um they beat children. Yeah, it was it was a different time. <laughs> um yeah, uh let's see what other
0: So he has to sign the pledge. Yes. But he doesn't want to.
1: Right. Um so like a lot of the movie is about him uh just trying to live his life and just trying to have fun. Um Uh so yeah, you're you're fairly spot on about that. Uh, the end scene does involve Matthew McConaughey and Jason London. <gasps> uh, they're, they're driving off to go get tickets for an Aerosmith concert though. So oh, okay. a little bit off. A
0: little different.
1: Um, yeah. And, and I looked up, uh, the dazed and confused, like the, the title thing and it actually really has nothing to do with the movie at all. Cause th- there's oh. not even any Led Zeppelin music in the, in the movie. They they tried to, but it was, it was a whole thing about the rights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a low budget movie, so.
0: What's um, Matthew McConaughey's character about? What's his deal?
1: So uh, I think you kind of described him fairly accurately. Okay. Um, basically, he's uh, he's an he's older than everybody else.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, he graduated probably like five or six years after everybody, or like he's five or six years ahead of where yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. else is. Creepy. Roughly, yeah. So there's. <laughs> <clears throat> so you got the all right all right all right yes. line. That's that's definitely from this. Um there's also another famous line uh which is really really creepy. Um which is um so basically it's it's a bunch of the guys standing around and you know pretty girl walks in front of them um and <laughs> uh Matthew McConaughey's character is hanging out with uh, Wiley Wiggins' character who's like one of the one of the ascending freshmen. Okay. Uh, and he's like, "Hey man, how about them uh, them crop of freshman girls, how they looking? Uh, and everybody's just like, "Ah, oh, dude, you're old." <laughs> yeah. you're really old. And that's when he spits out the classic line which shouldn't be but for whatever reason it is which is uh that's what i love about these high school girls i get older they stay the same age
0: oh i have heard that
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah
0: oh that's so terrible
1: <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's it's kind of a wonder like how that became like so iconic yeah um yeah uh so like kind of uh Jumping off of that, like my experience uh, with this was, I like very much opposite of your experience. Um, like, I saw this movie at way too young of an age. Yeah, I saw it when it first came out, uh, and I was eight years old. Uh, that
0: is too young.
1: Yeah, and there's who
0: let you see this movie? Uh,
1: probably my older sister. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm like the baby of my family. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and my my closest sibling is seven years older than me. So she was like, she was a teenager and, um, like being into counterculture is very much a part of like my family, my family credo. Um, yeah, my mom's, uh, my mom's an old hippie. Uh, my sisters were very much into like drug culture and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I saw it before I knew like, what any of the drugs were and i was at the time i was very much like i was one of those kids that was like dare's awesome i'm never gonna do drugs which uh turned out to be very very true untrue um but yeah so like it was a it was a vastly different experience did Um, you
0: so you told me that you've seen this movie a lot of times yes did you like when you watched it when you were eight did you keep watching it often or did you take yeah. a break and then start watching it? No, again?
1: no, I watched it a bunch of times when I was little. I, I it's it's hard to say like what kind of hooked me other than the music. Like it's got a phenomenal soundtrack. Oh, cool. Like it's a really good sampling of like a bunch of great stuff from the seventies. Yeah. Um and so like that's I think kind of what hooked me initially. But it's also got a lot of like really fun dialogue, and um, yeah. it's it's just fun to to kind of like watch these characters in their in their different uh, scenarios.
0: Is anyone famous in the middle school cast?
1: Um, I don't think so. It's um, so weird
0: to me that like middle schoolers, because presumably they're all. Actors and actresses that are over eighteen.
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing like. I don't know. I I guess the the characters they like drink and do drugs Mm -hmm. uh, throughout this throughout the movie, but there's never anything like explicitly sexual. Right. Right. Um, Like I think the most that happens with any of the younger characters is like one of them like makes out with an older girl, and that's about it. But she's not like super older older.
0: girl though. Like.
1: But she's she's like a she's like sixteen a, a, or something, a freshman going into sophomore, so she's okay. like a year older. So it's okay. like it's not. You know, That's not too weird. Yeah.
0: What a weird movie.
1: It's, yeah, it is. It's um, it's funny when you when you uh, brought up the antagonist question. Like I'd never really thought this movie doesn't really have an antagonist uh-huh. other than maybe. Uh, there's one character that's, that's just kind of, or there are two characters that are kind of an asshole, kind of assholes. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the football program, which I guess is the only thing that can really be considered yeah. an antagonist because it's the only thing that's like kind of getting in. in uh, way. yeah. Yeah.
0: So I forgot to mention Parker Posey's in this and she was excellent in the few moments that I saw her.
1: I was so glad that like the movie started at that point, because that's another classic line is wipe that face off your head, bitch. Uh, (laughs) And Parker Posey just throughout the movie is is fantastic.
0: Every movie, every movie she's in, she does so well. It's incredible. She doesn't have more work um though I she's, been, she, in yeah, she's she, been in a lot she's been in a lot i just lot feel like she should be like a household name and i feel like she isn't that's fair yeah um wow yeah i definitely don't feel like i saw enough of you know you're talking before about like are you ever gonna watch this movie like if it's spoiled this is a movie that i feel like i didn't get all of the charm of it like from the scene that i saw do you know yeah, what i mean
1: absolutely uh it it, it. That was that was another weird thing about that like 6 minute chunk is uh like yeah it it doesn't show up it's not a good highlight mm-hmm. of the film at all. Um actually uh one thing I I wanted to ask about just kind of the podcast in general did you pick 24 to 30 because that's generally like where you're transitioning from the first act to the second act?
0: I no. Oh, um <laughs> just- originally I was going to do this Um, The original idea for the podcast was called Episode 8, and it was, like, about television shows. Mm -hmm. And we would just watch Episode 8, and I would try to figure out what the show is about, what the season arcs are, like, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. But that's really big. Yeah. And then it requires people to, like, have sort of recently seen a lot of television. Right, yeah. So then I changed it to movies, and I was like, well, it has to be sort of in the beginning, but not too in the beginning. So I just kind of guessed. Also, I thought Minute 24, like, sounded
1: like something you know
0: what i mean um so i picked it also because if anyone ever picks like a disney movie like those are like an hour and 20 minutes you know like i can't pick 40 minutes in right so i picked this but it very often falls as when we've introduced the characters and we're just getting over to like the first problem of the movie which in this case was the party's canceled yeah um
1: and also uh the handing over of the the pledge again like he's just showing him again like hey You know,
0: which I thought was cocaine. So that one didn't work on me, but I got the party. (laughs) Um, yeah, you're gonna find a really weird six minutes in the one I show you. Oh, okay. But we're gonna take a break really fast. Cool. And then we'll come back. All right, go ahead. Whenever you're ready.
1: Oh, uh, so yeah, the the title of the movie is Cool Hand Luke. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, do I just go through the questions here? Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, what do you know about uh, this movie going into it? Uh, it's got Paul Newman. Yeah. Um he's uh he starts off in jail and then he's uh like a he's a part of a chain gang. Okay. Um so he's just kind of a criminal that's like that's kinda of carefree and is just like go I don't know. He's he's a he's a criminal that you can identify with and be like, Yeah, I understand that I yeah fuck the man <laughs> he, he gives off that kind of vibe yeah yeah um other than that that's kind of it okay <laughs> um so famous lines or scenes uh, that you think come from this movie I know it has the um, uh, it seems we have here a, a failure to communicate uh-huh. uh, that's that's one I know for sure um which is seems like a weird famous line to me yeah yeah because without any context it doesn't seem like it should like it's it's not yeah, witty it's right. not snappy it's not like oh that's that's a cool <laughs> line. Uh so like it's just all right that that seems like something you would say to a person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah and I think that's that's about it. Okay. Uh people that I think are in the movie Paul Newman obviously. Yeah. Um and uh I, the sheriff uh, well, I, I don't know the actor's name, which I feel like I should, but I want to say uh, the like bumbling sheriff, the bumbling Southern sheriff from uh, Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that one? Uh-huh. Okay. Are you just saying that to... Or, no, we did oh, it on <laughs> my podcast. Oh, cool,
0: cool. Um, so, But I'm yeah. trying to think of the bumbling sheriff in it.
1: Uh, it's the scene in Live and Let Die, and I think he like comes in in different points throughout okay. the movie, but the, specifically where they're in like the boat chase in Louisiana and oh, they yeah, like yeah, yeah. go over and he's he's telling the the I think like the people who are waiting to take out James Bond he like comes up and he's like nah get out of here get out of here. Yeah. I am pretty sure he's in that and I want to say he's the guy. He's that, also in Cool Hand Luke. Yeah.
0: Interesting. I
1: want to say he's the guy that delivers the uh, Failure to Communicate line. Okay. Um that's also about it. Okay. Uh, I mean it's it's a movie from what the 70s? early 70s I think so um, so there's probably like usually with movies like this there's other actors who are like young at the time who are way more famous now or were like way more famous in the 80s or whatever yeah yeah so I, I think I don't know I'm just gonna guess that go there's a, a couple of those sure oh would you just want me to name some let's go with uh, James Earl Jones okay I don't know throw him in there why not um, maybe Sissy Spacek Okay. I don't know. Sure.
0: Why not? You yeah. great guesses.
1: Yeah, I don't know. She may be in there. She may be not. We'll see. Uh, okay. And the uh, the genre of the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I I don't know. It feels like kind of one of those um, like like in the late sixty, mid to late sixties, early seventies. There were a lot of movies that came out uh, that were kind of like. Breaking the the studio system, yeah, and so they didn't really like fit one particular genre. So yeah. this kind of feels like that, where it's not really a comedy, it's not really a drama, um, and it's it's more just like a character study, okay, more than anything else. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, it it just feels like it. It's one of those movies that's kind of considered great, but doesn't like doesn't really fall into a particular yeah. category i gotcha um let's see and why haven't i seen this movie uh yeah. so i've tried to watch it mm-hmm. as i discussed before and i've seen like maybe the first 10 minutes uh i think i've seen maybe the first 10 minutes a couple times yeah and, like both times i've tried to watch it i've i've fallen asleep almost immediately yeah um which is not a good sign for the quality of the movie at all. Uh and has nothing to do with my bad sleeping habits. Um but yeah, so I tried to watch it and fell asleep. Um but I've never seen how it plays out. Um and it's it's weird because it's it's been a movie that's been on my list of movies to see for a long yeah. time. And I it just it never happens. Uh okay. And so additional thoughts. Um I feel like Paul Newman's character dies okay. at some point. Uh, like I keep mentally like tagging it along to uh, one flew over the one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because like um, Jack Nicholson's character and that seem to have a very similar like kind of bucking the system vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it feels like this is the type of movie that tells you this type of person. Isn't supposed to exist in our society, yeah. So society's gonna do everything it can to keep him down, up to and including killing him yes. for whatever yeah. reason. Um, so yeah, I think I think Those that's about guesses. all I got. Yeah. You want to see this super cool movie poster? Yeah, I, I've, I've seen the poster before. Yeah. I'll take another. Oh, that's that's, that's not, not the, the one, one that I've seen. seen. That's an awesome no, poster. This one's
0: really cool. Yeah,
1: that looks like a Saul Bass right there. <laughs>
0: um, it's got a. Tagline: I don't know if you can read it. It's very small.
1: Uh, it says the man, the motion picture that simply do not, com- or oh, the man and the motion pi- picture that simply do not conform.
0: Mm-hmm. So it sounds so like I'm,
1: I'm a little bucking the system. On right trail, yeah.
0: And then it says 1967. So I'm 1967.
1: assuming. Oh, okay. Yeah. So close.
0: even a little earlier than you thought. Um, okay. Are you ready to watch? Yeah. The best six minutes of it. Ooh. This is seriously <laughs> such a weird such a weird six minutes okay, okay. i'm gonna pause it and sure. we're gonna watch for minute 24 and zero seconds to minute 30 and zero seconds cool and then you'll you will have to recap this okay okay go ahead
1: all right so i'm, I'm just describing
0: yeah well, what we saw
1: okay uh so yeah we uh we started off uh paul newman's character who i'm assuming is luke yeah uh okay uh him and his chain gang or they're like digging a ditch or something mm-hmm. while this you know uh voluptuous woman is washing a car
0: the most ridiculous uh,
1: yeah uh, like it's like it's a Carl's Jr. commercial yes <laughs> um uh, yeah so that's going on all the guys are like losing their shit uh cause yeah, obviously they're they're in prison they, yes. haven't, they haven't seen a woman in so long <laughs> uh but, like, you know, kind of Luke's character, or what I assume is, like, his character traits are shown through, where he's not, <laughs> he's paying as little attention as possible, um, or, like, isn't as phased as it as everybody else, and he kind of sees through the show that she's putting on for right. the attention that, that she's kind of seeking. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then that goes on for a while. Uh, and then eventually they get to the shower. Um, and there's just a lot, of, uh, a lot of goofing around in the shower. And then they get in a fight. I didn't really understand what the fight was over. Right. Uh, I don't know if I, I couldn't hear it well enough or or, or if it was just like badly sound mixed or whatever right uh but yeah uh i couldn't really tell what was what was going on there uh so then after that you see him in their bunks um and the uh the guy that identified the woman as lucille earlier uh he starts to to kind of like talk out loud about uh all all the stuff that's going through his head about her uh and then again luke kind of Kind of shoots him down and tries to bring him back to reality of like, dude, we're we're in a, 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 a barracks for like, right. or whatever the, whatever the word is for the place where they stored prisoners in the thirties. I don't know. I don't know when this takes place. But I don't know when it does either. It looks, that car looked roughly like thirties, forties okay. era. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to say thirties. Okay. Yeah. Like post-depression era. Sure. I don't know. Um so yeah. Uh so yeah, he, he's basically the the one that kind of brings them back down to reality. Right. Um And then I wrote down because I, I I was expecting the what happens after this scene. Yeah. I was expecting it to cut off and I was gonna write, They're gonna fight. <laughs> and then it cuts to them in a boxing match. Yes. Uh which I assume was set up earlier in the movie. Like Maybe they uh they were like, Oh, they they got off on the wrong foot and they decided they were gonna have a boxing match to to settle the score. Yeah. Uh and Luke was like, I I don't I don't give a shit, man. But all right, I'll go with it if it you know, 'cause I I because he's a free free going guy. <laughs> um so yeah. Um and then that's pretty much
0: where we cut off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So okay so i just go through yeah you don't have to
0: answer all of them if you don't want to um the one you have to answer is um a scene that would be fucking awesome that happens but you can get there when you're ready
1: uh okay uh i'll 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 go through okay uh so who's actually in the movie again paul newman obviously Mm -hmm. uh there's that guy the the guy who kept calling the woman lucille yeah I don't know his name, but he's, like, got one of those faces where it's like, oh, fuck yeah, I've seen him in his so His name many is different...
0: George Kennedy. I looked George it up. George Kennedy, yeah. Um, because I don't know... The guy in the rocking chair that we can see right now is the captain, mm-hmm. who you thought was the sheriff. And uh, so I was looking up if he was, and he isn't. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. damn. I know. I'm sorry.
1: Um, yeah. So uh, so George Kennedy's in it. Yes. Um, didn't see Sissy Spacek or James Earl Jones, I don't so. think they're showing up. <laughs> So I'm. I'm. I hate I'm, to say it. I'm. I've got a terrible batting average going into this. Um, all right. So who's the main protagonist? Ah, there's. There's one I got. There you go. Uh, uh, so again, Paul Newman. Uh, yes. And Luke. Uh, who's the main antagonist? I'm gonna go with the captain guy. Okay. The the main uh, overseer. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. Um. Anyway. And so what was happening to the protagonist before this scene, uh, like I said, maybe they uh, they like Paul Newman's character and George Kennedy's character were like, like maybe Paul Newman stepped on his foot or something. Yeah. Right. And he was like, hey, new guy. What are you? Uh, what are you doing? I'm 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 the big man on campus around here. Uh, so so then they ch- he challenged him to a fight. Yeah. And that's why they had that uh, that boxing match. Um, what was happening to the antagonist before this? Well, same, same. Well, no, I don't know. Um, we didn't really see who I I think the antagonist is. Yeah. I, I really only guessed that based on kind of context clues of like other stuff I know about the movie. Um, so maybe he was... I don't think it was shown in the movie, but, like, he was having a nice dinner with his with his wife and his family. Okay. Uh, in, their, in their actual home. Uh, like, he was enjoying his life. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, as, as a contrast to the, the shittiness that the prisoners are going yeah.
0: through.
1: Um, what will happen to the protagonist and antagonist in the future? Um, so, I was thinking that... Um, Paul Newman's character and the, and George Kennedy's character, uh, who I'm just going to call the Lucille guy. Okay. Um, I think that they end up becoming friends. Okay. Uh, and eventually like maybe a third guy who's like, uh, who's like small and wiry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He joins their group and then they're like, Oh, this place is, 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 shitty we need to we need to break out of here and so they like they formulate a plan to to break out of prison and paul newman's just like all right guys whatever uh but he's he's for it but he's also still like neutral yeah um and then they hatch the plan and they break out but then george kennedy's character is remembering lucille again and like gets distracted and wants to go and like rescue her in, oh, okay. in like yeah, his yeah. version of rescue right uh, uh, from from the trappings of her of her sad life right and you know take her on the road as as they run away and be uh, convicts uh, so but like he gets distracted and then like that sets them on this course of like uh, of like the downfall of their mission so like they're trying to escape. But it it all gets dragged down because of his, like, trying to to go rescue Lucille. Yeah. And that's what ends up getting Luke killed.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay. So a scene that probably happens in the movie. Um, I'm going to go with... There's probably a scene where... Uh, they're on, I don't know, they're on the chain gang and they're uh, and one of the the characters gets like beaten to death. Oh, wow. Okay. I may be going in a way dark, (laughs) way dark area for this movie. Uh, But yeah, maybe not beaten to death, but like Beaten a lot because he yeah. he did like some really minor infraction and it pissed off the the guy that was in charge yeah and so he just like kind of beat the shit out of him um and like put him in the hospital or something mm-hmm. um I may be thinking of Shawshank Redemption a little bit too much <laughs> like that's just automatically yes. where my mind goes when it comes to prison movies um uh, and a scene that would be fucking awesome uh, that happens um uh hmm. so like what if what if at the end of the movie uh like paul newman's back in jail and uh like after the whole thing with lucille got oh wait no i'm i'm kind of i'm fucking up my own timeline here no you're
0: fine
1: (laughs) uh screw it it's a it's a different timeline yep uh they have multiple timelines in '60s movies. Yes, uh, <laughs>
0: especially ones that buck the system. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, so he he like he's back in jail. the The plan to break out fell through because the Lucille guy went and tried to rescue Lucille. Right. Um, and then, like, the captain comes in and he's like, "You've been here before." Uh, and Paul Moons like, "Yep." yeah i have mm-hmm. and then they <laughs> i don't know they decide to like to have an arm wrestling match to determine if paul newman's going to stay in prison or not him and the captain yeah okay that's how that's how things were determined in the 30s it, yes like the law was uh was loose at best <laughs> <laughs> so like you determine whether or not you stayed in jail by having an arm wrestling match with uh with the warden who wins uh paul wins Okay. Oh, so he like he walks off into the sunset and uh he he he's he's a smoker so he grabs a cigarette. Yes. Uh, puts a cigarette in his mouth and he reaches for the matches and there's, there's no matches. Like it's just the match book. Yeah. And he just walks off into the sunset with a cigarette hanging off in his mouth. And that's when the credits roll. That's beautiful. Thank you. It
0: really says something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: What is the moral of the movie? Um, Don't be, don't be a cog in somebody else's system. Find your own, uh, find your own way in life. Mm -hmm. And, figure out how to make that work for you yeah i don't know uh how does the movie end like i said um paul newman's just walking off into the sunset with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth uh either that or he dies okay um i think since it's a movie from 1967 i'm gonna say he dies okay i don't know what that connection has to do with that but sure um what is the last line of the movie? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I should have had bacon instead of sausage. Yep. Yeah. They're that's, just sitting yeah. at
0: breakfast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I honestly have no idea. So that's uh, that's where that comes from. Uh, why is this the title of the movie? Um, well, Luke's obviously cool, mm-hmm. and Luke is his name. I don't know what the hand has to do with anything. Like, maybe he's he's like good at cards and like knows yeah. how to use sleight of hand i don't know i don't know either no one can see that but i just did the 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 three card yeah. monty movie. oh that's what it's called i was like yeah. what is
0: that called where they flip them around yeah
1: three card monty yeah um and what genre is this movie uh, again I'm, I'm back to my previous yes. answer it's a weird nebulous of like comedy drama late 60s anti-establishment movie yeah yeah are
0: you cool. ready
1: yeah
0: okay um, I want to ask you something first before I tell you about this. Ooh, okay. What do you think? Do you think it's relevant? One and two. What do you think Luke did to get into jail?
1: Do I? Wait. Sorry. Say that one more time.
0: Like, do you think his crime is relevant or comes up?
1: Oh, so this is kind of a little bit cheaty. Because oh yeah. Oh yeah. In the, the first ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I know what happens. Like. Do he, you remember he, it? Yeah. He cuts the the heads off the parking yeah. meters. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, is it relevant to the rest of the film? yeah uh I'm gonna go with no, okay, I uh, think that's fair yeah
0: um i actually, i don't know why I'm allowed to tell you no it's not okay um it's just I think it just sets up really well, like the mood of the movie, which yeah. is very much like the opening scene is him walking along like a lot of parking meters, and he's just cutting the heads off, he's not even taking the money out of them, he's just drinking. And cutting the heads off the parking meters. And he gets caught. He doesn't even, like, try to run. He just gets caught and brings him in. And he's brought in with three other dudes. And the other three dudes are, like, a murderer. Like, someone who robbed, like, something crazy. And then a guy who was, like... Um, the third guy is actually, like, a guy who was just, like, homeless. And, like, trying to go in somewhere to get out of the rain, he says. And they arrested him. So he's kind of this group of people that he gets brought the prison is very like eclectic Mm -hmm. um and it's not a prison in like the way we would think of it it's like you said it's like barracks there's just like bunks there's 50 bunks in the room 50 of them sleep in there they do a count every night that's how i know and um they there there's a sign above where they are like there's like barbed wire and stuff and there's a sign above it that says like road work division or something Hmm. so presumably everyone in prison was essentially in like this is not the real word that I want, but some sort of, like, work camp. Yeah. But not in the way that we think of it. But, like, they're, like, the road work division. Right. So they're totally on a chain gang. They go out every day to the road, and they do something. Sometimes it's, like, mowing grass. Um, but they didn't have, like, mowers, because this is, this is the 50s, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: um, Luke is um, a war hero, quote-unquote. But oh. he doesn't think of himself that way. Gotcha. Um, so right off the captain... Asked him that. He's like, you got a clean record. You were a war hero. Why did you cut meters off of parking heads? And he's like, nothing else to do, I guess. And the captain right away is like, you're going to be trouble, aren't you? And he's like, no, sir. And he's like, there's a whole thing where like he's called captain and then everyone else who's in charge is called boss. And one of the things that I think is famous.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. You
0: yeah. ever heard this before? He's like yeah. Taking it off here, boss. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of guys saying that. So anytime they sort of want to do anything when they're outside of the prison, they have to like ask permission sort of, but they just sort of say what they're going to do. And then the guy's like, that's cool. Right. So like when they're out working along the road, a lot of times they're like taking it off here, boss. And they want to like take their shirt off and the boss has to be like, go ahead or whatever. Um, so I think that's like a famous thing from this movie that people do a bunch, um, So it starts and he's just trying to sort of blend in he's not making waves or anything but he's just got this air about him like you said but it's very like whatever happens happens like I'm here now whatever I just sort of want to enjoy myself so they go to the road and everyone's sort of like the fresh meat like don't make it through the first day because wherever this is it's the hottest Mm. place on earth like everyone is constantly sweating out of their mind and it's really hot and so like this is the most wholesome prison movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like even that scene where the woman was like essentially putting on a show for them, it's still like pretty wholesome. And everything the men are saying is like pretty all right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like there's really there's gross. worse that could be said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's like pretty wholesome and he's just like blending in and whatever. And the first big moment is right here where he um they're all in the shower and they just kind of show you that because like um George Kennedy whose name is Dragline is sort of the head. You know, everyone's Dragline, I know. Everyone's yeah. got nicknames <laughs> and Dragline is the one who comes up with the nicknames. And so at first he's trying to come up with a nickname for Luke, and he can't. And then Luke is like, "Hey, shut up, man. Stop talking about her like that." Essentially in the bunks, and he's like, "We're going to fight." Oh, one of the rules of this prison is if you have a fight with a man, you have to fight on Saturday. So, like, it's a rule of the prison. It's not, like, it's weird. It's some of the weirdest rules. It's, like, if your pants are dirty, you stay in the box for a night. If you lose your spoon, you stay in the box for a night. If you forget your number, you stay in the box for a night. And one of the rules is if you fight with someone not on a Saturday, you stay in the box for a night. But, like, you're allowed Mm. to fight on Saturdays. It's really weird. Okay. Okay. So the fight starts with everyone's, like, having a pretty good time. Like, this is a thing they do. People fight on Saturdays. Yeah. They've got boxing gloves on. No one gets, like, seriously hurt. It's a show, yeah. Yes. Everyone's having a good time, and then Cool Hand Luke will not stay down. Like, George Kennedy keeps knocking him down, and he keeps getting back up, and he keeps knocking him down. And it gets to the point where everyone in the circle's like, hey, man, stay down. And he's like, no, I don't quit. And they're like, hey, man. it gets to the point where people start, like, leaving. They're like, this isn't fun anymore it's like kind of uncomfortable and Luke gets hit in the nose a couple times and starts bleeding and like none of the captains or the bosses are like calling it off and he just keeps getting up and keeps getting up and it finally gets to a point where George Kennedy just leaves the fight he's like I'm not punching you again I'm leaving so it is a fight so cool hand Luke kind of like didn't lose but also clearly didn't win but also like gets George Kennedy's respect for like not having given up. Sure. And also I think the bosses and the captain are like, we've got to watch out for this one. He won't give up. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the next thing that happens that I think really gets everyone is he, um, they're playing cards and he's like, they're asked to come over to play cards and they're betting and it's poker and you were right. And they keep being like, blah, 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 blah. And they keep George Kennedy keeps making this dude call Mm-hmm. And Colin and Luke keeps putting like a dollar and they're like a dollar man. And he's like, yeah. And George Kennedy keeps making him call and making him call. And it's up to like five or $6, which in this time was like oh, sure. 50, you yeah. know, especially in a prison. It's like, yeah. that's a lot of money. And George Kennedy's like, I don't know what to do, man. You're stuck in it. And the man's like, Oh, come on. So he folds. So he doesn't have to call. And there, everyone's like, he's got a pair of Kings. He's got a pair of Kings. He folds. And Luke turns over his cards and it's nothing. Yeah. And he's like, you bid with nothing the other day you were punching me. You had nothing. And today you're bidding. You have nothing. And he goes, sometimes nothing's a pretty cool hand to have. Ooh. And that's where a cool hand. Luke ah, comes from. Okay. Okay. Um, which is sort of his whole life. Basically. It's like a very good encapsulation of what Luke's life is. Yeah. It's like, he's very much like just a guy living and trying to make the best out of it. Yeah. So the prison starts really coming on board with Luke. They start to really like him. And he just starts like trying to just, have fun whenever he can. So, like, they're, they, um, they usually like mow, they have these big, like, scythes and they have to, like, um, chop up grass. And that's usually what they do, like, all day for eight hours straight. They get lunch, but, like, that's, they're out in the hot sun oh, doing that.
1: They get a short break. <laughs> they're allowed to eat beans.
0: Um, but one day the guys, the boss is like, Oh, you guys have been doing a real good job. So, we've decided to give you a different job for today. You have to tar this road. And it's like, clearly harder work. right? And they're like, well, fuck you, dude. If you're going to give us harder work, we're going to give you what you really want. We're going to tar the shit out of this road. So basically a truck drives past and sprays something on the road and then there's a bunch of piles of sand and their job is to stand in pairs by the pile of sand on each side of the road and like scoop the sand onto the thing and it's like backbreaking work and Luke starts going really fast and drag lines on the other side of the road and he's like hey man, slow down we've got to do this all day and he's like you know what let's make a race out of it like our side of the road will race your side of the road and Dragonlance are like what are you talking about cool luke sounds like a dick <laughs> i know but but at first you're like hey man chill the fuck out but then they all start racing and they're all like yeah yeah we gotta go go faster and everyone gets in on it and everyone's like racing and having a good time and cool and luke's like i've never seen a ball game before i feel like this is pretty close like this is our competition and they're all like laughing they're all exhausted, but they're laughing and having a good time and they end up finish um. tarring the road two hours early. And so they're like, I guess you guys just get to go home. And so everyone's like, Yeah, Luke. Like we had a good time doing our work and we get to go home two hours early. So everyone's like totally on board with him. And
1: I feel like there's a butt then after that.
0: No, it's it's oh. fun for a while. It is okay. fun for a while. In Luke's life, we get this, his mom comes and visits him at some point in time, and she's, like, laid in the back of a pickup truck with, like, curtains around her, and she, like, can't get up. She's, like, basically on bed rest, but, like, in a pickup truck, because it's the 50s. And sure. That's how she's getting around. And she's smoking, but she's also, like, hacking, coughing. And he's like, you found me. And she's like, well, I went looking and we finally found your stuff and we tracked you here. And he's like, sorry, mom. And she's like, no, it's not a big deal. Like we put, we put too much pressure on you. And he's like, yeah, I couldn't like, I couldn't keep the whole family alive. Like basically you get the story that his dad left and it was his mom and him and like three brothers and they were just all relying on him. And he's like, I couldn't do it. And they're like, yeah, well we, you know, we thought you were strong enough and and you weren't and i'm sorry for that like that wasn't fair and she's like you were always my favorite so i gave your brother the house because like i never gave him the love that i gave you and he's like oh mom come on she's like you're so full of life and you're so charming and like you're just the favorite like what can i say and that sort of starts happening in the prison too where everyone's like what should we do today luke like what should we do blah 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 and everyone's putting all this pressure on him and he's just like look i want to have a good time but i also kind of want to fade into the back sometimes. Like I don't want the pressure of being the leader. And one day I'm really surprised. You didn't know this scene. One day Dragline comes in and is like, is like just, he's kind of like a big mouth and he like wants attention. He's like saying all this stuff. And he's like, my man, my man, cool hand Luke can eat anything.
1: Oh no. Okay. He
0: can eat anything. I bet you anything. And he's naming the stuff. He's like, he can have seven sodas and 10 chocolate bars and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden Luke was just reading. And all of a sudden he puts his thing down and he goes, I can eat fifty eggs.
1: <laughs> I do know. Uh, yeah, and everyone's I've, like, I've heard of it now, "What?"
0: Yeah. And he's like, "I can do it. I can eat fifty eggs." I'm like, "No one can eat fifty eggs." And he's like, "I can." And he's like, "Have you ever eaten fifty eggs before?" And he goes, "No one can eat fifty, or no one's ever eaten fifty eggs before." but I can do it. And they're like, no way. So then there's like a week where like everyone's betting on whether or not he can do it. And they're like watching him train in the yard. And he's like, you know, like eating beans really fast. So he can like stretch his stomach. You know what I mean? They're like, it's like very fun and everyone's in prison, but like, having a good time with it and like everyone's rallying around like whether or not he can do it or not everyone's like rallying around like this event that's going to happen and then he does it he eats 50 eggs and he's really proud of himself and his whole thing is like he has no limits which is why he'll like work really hard and really fast or like he keeps getting up in the fight or he eats 50 eggs or whatever sure so see, things seem to be going well. And then he gets a letter that his mom died, which, like, mm. she had said, like, you're in here for two years. I'm going to die before then. Like, for I cannot get out of the bed of this pickup truck. Like, I'm going to die before then. Or whatever. And so he gets a letter that he dies. His mom has died. And he goes to, like, sit in his bed alone. And everyone is, like, very respectful and, like, gives him his space. And is, like... And even the guards are, like... I'm sorry, Luke. Like, even the guards like him. And then... They're outside the next day about to go to the road to do their work. And the captain is like, Luke, uh, I've seen a lot of men be in here. And one of their loved ones passes away. And they start to get this itch and this feeling. And that's when they decide to run. And so because of that, I don't want you to run. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to put you in the box for the next week. So he has to go in the box for a week. And everyone's like, his mom literally just died. You're forcing him to be in this box. So he stays in there for a week and he gets out and is like, fuck that. Like, I did nothing wrong. My mom died and you put me in the box. I'm not staying here. Fuck this. So he launches his plan. He escapes. He leaves for like two Uh days. I know it's very exciting. (laughs) The dogs go out after him. All this stuff happens. um, And they catch him and they bring him back. Mm. And he's like, so they put a chain in between his ankles. So not everyone has it. But if you try to run, you you get like ankle cuffs, and there's a chain that goes in between it, which is really heavy. Sure. And the guy's like, um, You'll hear it. Like, you'll, you may like get um, used to like the weight or how it fits, but you'll always hear the chains and it'll always remind you. And he's like, And that's the favor I'm doing for you, Luke. And Luke was like, Man, I really wish you'd stop doing me favors. <laughs> And the captain, who's been like cool this whole time, grabs a blackjack and hits him on the side of the neck. And Luke, like, kind of falls. And, like, again, the whole prison has like rallied around Luke. And so they're all looking at the cabin, like, the captain, like, what the fuck did you just do? He's just standing there and said something to you, and you hit him on the back of the neck, and you're losing our confidence. And the captain's like, oh, fuck, I just fucked up. What do I do? And so he goes, uh, what we got here is a failure to communicate. Uh, and so I think it's that thing of like, oh, the man is just going to be like, it's not my fault I brought you down. It's that this guy can't be helped. Okay. So I think that's why it's famous. And that
1: makes a lot of sense. The context for, like, of it. A yes. late 60s movie for that to catch on. And yes. Like, make it to the zeitgeist. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So double, like Cool Hand Luke like doubles down as like, fuck you, like, you're not helping me stop saying it, like, you're helping me. So, in, like, um, maybe in, like, two days, he escapes again. He, like, goes, he's like, oh, I gotta go uh, relieve myself, and they're like, yeah, go to that bush, but just keep shaking the bush so we know you're there. And this guy, one of the bosses... Like, literally has a gun trained on the bush and is like, just keep shaking it so we know you're there. Just keep shaking it so we know you're there. And he is, and he is, and he is. And then all of a sudden it stops shaking. And you see that he had, like, tied a cord to the bush. So he'd run about 500 yards shaking the bush with the cord mm-hmm. before he started leaving. And um, he's gone. And everyone at, the, everyone at the camp is like, yeah, like, he left. And they're all excited. And then, like, a month later they get a magazine in the mail that has a picture taped into it of him with like two beautiful women mm. and it's signed like, keep it cool or something, you know what I mean? Something like oh, that. Yeah. And they're all like, cool. Hey, Luke did it. And like another month goes by and they're like, still like, Hey, Dragline, let me see the picture. And like, you don't need to see it. And he's like, no, let me see the picture. And they're like, still rallying around this guy who's sure. gone. And then they catch him and they bring him back in oh. and they put two chains on his legs, on his ankles. And he's like, he's like kind of smiling he's like they got me but it's whatever and they've beat him up really bad and everyone and he's like everyone's like luke you're back and blah, blah blah and that pressure's right back on him again instantly and he's like it was a fake picture and they're like no it wasn't dude and he's like yeah it was a fake picture i'm not your hero i'm not your only source of like goodness like let me live for a little bit and then the prison tries to like really break him like they like make him do all the work and then you're supposed to get a break for saturday and sunday and instead they make him dig a ditch they're like they walk to this spot on the ground and draw a rectangle and they're like this is boss keen's ditch what's your dirt doing in it and he goes i don't know and they're like you better remove that dirt and they give him a shovel and he digs a ditch like four feet down and then this other guy comes up it took him all day this other guy comes over and goes what's your dirt doing on my lawn and he goes hmm I don't know. And so they make him fill it in and then the first guy comes back and is like and this is like you you know, the daylight is changing, so you know right. it's like over the two days that he's supposed to be resting. They make him dig and undig the ditch like four times. And then finally they're like they come out to him like a final time and he's like, I can't do it, please. And he starts crying and he's like, Don't hit me again. Don't make me do any more work, like, please don't make me do this. I'm like a broken man And they're like, Is your mind right now? Are you gonna try and escape? He's like, No, no, I'm not. I promise I'm not and everyone in the room, everyone that's watching him is like we lost our man like this guy's broken we lost him we're really upset everyone like literally turns their back on him and they're like we don't like you anymore and like we had rallied i know in like an instant of like he's being tortured and they're like oh you couldn't handle torture it's like no i did you watched what was happening they're like literally (laughs) yeah they're literally like all sitting around like playing a banjo and singing and like they're cheering him on like they want him to get through it but like he can't. And they were just going to keep doing it until, so they're like, go inside rest. And he's like, okay. And then the next day he's like the lowest position you can be on the chain game. is like the water boy where like, you have to just run and get water and give everyone water and like get the gun for the, the big boss or whatever, whenever he wants his gun. And like, you're like the little bitch boy. And like, they're like, Luke, go get the water. And everyone like is watching him like run back and forth and like, get the water. And he's like, yes, sir. I'll do that, sir. Yes, sir. And everyone's like, some guy like spits at his shoe at one point in time, and it's like you're not our man anymore, and it's like really depressing. And then. They're like, pull my gun back, Luke. And he's like, all right, sir. And he's like running to like the truck to put the gun back in it. And then he steals the truck and starts driving away. And Dragline's like, woo! And jumps on the side of the truck and escapes with him. And the two of them are driving off together. And everyone else is like, what? Wait, we thought he was broken. And the two bosses go to like the other trucks to start driving. They're like, he stole our keys. He stole our keys too. <laughs> like this whole time, he was like planning this. And and Dragline says it to him. He's like. We thought you were broken, and the whole time you're playing this. And he's like, I've never planned a thing in my entire life. <laughs> this just happened. I just did it. He's like, You can't fake that. They absolutely broke me. But like I had to get out of there and I saw an opportunity, so I did it. And then he's happy, and Dragline's like, We're gonna go everywhere together. We're gonna be the best buds, and you're gonna help me through this, and you're gonna help me through that. And he's like, I cannot take that pressure. This is not what I want. We should split up right now. And he's like, Okay, cool. So they split up. And Cool Hand Luke goes to this church and does this whole monologue of, like, why, God? Like, why didn't you deal me the right cards at any point? Like, if you hate me or if you love me or if you exist or anything, just, like, give me a sign because you've never done anything for me in my entire life. And I really need you right now. And, like, what's going on? And then Dragline shows up. And he's, like, this is your sign. Thank you. (laughs) And Dragline's, like, the cops are here. And I brought him back to you. I told him everything and they're gonna bring you back and not put you in the box or anything we've only been gone for a couple hours like it's totally cool and Luke's like you really think that's what's gonna happen you really think that they're just gonna be cool now because you asked them to and he's like yeah man yeah totally and he goes okay and he starts walking to the back and there's like a screen door and he like opens the screen door a little bit and everyone's looking at him and he goes what we got here is a failure too and then he gets shot And he, like, falls down. And Dragline's like, what the hell? Like, you guys promised. And he's all upset. And he goes over to him. And he's, like, crouched over him. And the bosses come in and grab him and bring him to the car. And he's, like, kind of like, I told you. Like, he's like, I told you, Dragline. And they put him in the car. And the cops that are there are like, all right, we'll take him to the hospital that's a mile away. And the captain's like, no, we'll take him to our prison hospital. And they're like, that's over an hour away. He's not going to make it. And he goes, he's ours. We'll take him to the prison hospital. And so Cool Hand, the last shot of that, which you see Paul Newman in, is Cool Hand Luke in the back of the car, and he's, like, got his head against the window, and he's just smiling out at Dragline. He's like, this is where I always knew I'd be. And he dies, like you said. And then the end is really weird, because it's Dragline just being like, he was just smiling that smile. And it's, like, a weird montage of scenes we've already seen where, like, Paul Newman does something dumb, and then, like smile, like, when he ate all 50 eggs, and he, like, Mm. smiles afterwards. Like, stuff like that. It's, like, this weird monologue of, like, dragline like telling the story to the new boys at the prison because now he's got to stay there way longer because he tried to escape. And he's like, That's my boy, cool hand, hey, Luke. And that's the end. Huh, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's a really weird ending for like the tone of the rest of the movie. Yeah, but you were right, he died. And I do think it's like once over the cuckoo's nest where everyone kind of rallies around Jack Nicholson, like yeah. makes everyone better. Yeah, yeah, but the okay. system beats you down. Very 60s, Damn the man. I know. <clears throat>
1: Uh, okay,
0: cool. It's um, good, and it's very charming. Paul Newman's, like, very charming. The whole time, you're like, like you said, like, he's cool and empathetic. I
1: feel like you did a much better job of, like, selling the rest of the movie than <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, with mine, it was just, oh, yeah, they, 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 you know, they get into some stuff, and you had a very, like, detailed point-by-point <laughs> point of the rest of the movie. I was like, oh, okay. I did not do my I job. Well <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. It's
0: good. Sometimes, though, I think...
1: Like, sometimes I, I worry I really I over watch explain it, now, it. Even though okay good I know like what's gonna happen I still want to watch it yeah. yeah
0: it's it's good and it's very much it's like I was watching it today this morning before you got here and I was like it's so much more wholesome than I remember it yeah because it is a prison movie like I had to keep reminding myself like because at some point in time it's like oh my god he punched him and it's like oh yeah he's in prison it's just so different than any of the prison content that's like out now, or even 20 years ago. Yo,
1: I mean, I wonder, like, how much of that is because it was made in 1967. And, right. And, like, people were just kind of starting to to break away from, like, what the studios would allow you to put in movies. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's interesting.
0: Also, it was a prison in the 50s. Like, maybe that is what it was like. Yeah. In the 50s. But it's just very, like, there's no way. The men... When they got together, didn't talk like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) They were a little worse. Yeah. Definitely. But it's like, they really do like all kind of come together and like rally around Luke. Oh, there's this one scene where they're trying to torture him and they give him, you have to eat everything on your plate or you spend a night in the box. And it was his first night out of the box after he came back from the second time being caught. And they give him like five giant scoopfuls of rice and is like, you've got to eat it all or you're spending a night in the box. And so all the men come over all the men finish their plates, dump their plate, come over and grab a big spoonful of rice off his plate and eat it. And, like, show him. They eat it and they walk out. And they're like, we're going to help him. And they, they basically eat his whole meal, which is also like, hey, man, he probably wants some dinner. But it's, like, very heartwarming that everyone in the whole prison, all 50 people, are like, we're going to help this dude because we don't mm. want him in the box and you guys are being unfair. So there's a lot of, like, really nice moments that I don't feel like exist in a prison these days with... Everyone, like with everyone in the whole prison. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? But it also was fifty dudes sleeping in one room. So like they probably got close. Yeah. I don't know. You should watch it. I'll have to check it out. It's fun. Yeah. It's hard. The beginning's slow because he's so like lackadaisical about his life.
1: Yeah. Which is maybe why I was never able to like, yeah. get into it because it's like I guess it kind of moves at a slow yes. pace at the at the
0: top but there are lots like that scene where they're shoveling the sand and they're like racing is like very fun even as an audience member you're like maybe prison is fun it's not (laughs) i don't think that but like for a moment you're like that's
1: the message of this movie (laughs) prison is
0: great it can be good (laughs) um do you have this is probably going to come out on wednesday do you want to do you have social media you want to plug or a show or
1: um hmm uh, Mama birds Monday nights at the pack yeah. eight o'clock. Uh, it's every Monday night. Uh, I th- oh man, I should have prepared this slightly better. I know, sorry. Uh,
0: <laughs> I surprised you with that.
1: No, 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 it's okay. I, like it's it's common knowledge when you go on a podcast, you should have at least like three to five Something. things to push. Uh, yeah, no, uh, not really. Like my social media is just kind of my thing. I don't I don't like
0: put it out there put for it people. out there as yeah. a performer or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that
1: so um but yeah no
0: that's yeah. cool mama yeah. bird Mondays yeah
1: yeah that's fun good. improv Monday nights at the pack theater
0: yeah the clock yeah for me it's all minute 24 minute is spelled out m-i-n-u-t-e 20 is spelled out t-w-e-n-t-y 4 is just the number and that's how it worked out it's Facebook Instagram Twitter pretty much I put the same content on all three so if you follow one you're good Um, But thank you for coming on, Jules. I had a great time. Yeah, thanks for
1: having me. This is fun. You're welcome.
0: Bye forever.